Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Balanced Birth and Beyond podcast. I'm Olivia, your host, and on this podcast, we will talk about everything related to the journey to conceive, pregnancy, labor, birth, postpartum, parenthood, and beyond. This is a safe space where birth professionals, birthing people, expected parents, and partners can come on and share their knowledge or personal experiences with our listeners. The goal of this podcast is to create connections, share stories, information, and resources to educate and empower people in their own personal journey. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Healthy Balanced Birth and Beyond podcast. This week, I have a guest who has been on us been on us, been with us before, um, Courtney Gettings. Courtney is a dear friend of mine, and also I know Courtney through my friend Megan, who was just on the podcast recently. Um, Courtney was on at the very beginning when I first launched the Healthy Balance Birth and Beyond podcast, and she shared a very intimate and personal and raw and open story with us about her journey to conceive um, and becoming a mom. So today we have her back on and I'm so so excited so thank you so much for joining us Courtney would you mind telling us a bit about you for those of uh, those listeners who did not listen to the last episode of course well thank you so much for having me back on I'm so excited to be returning the podcast I've loved listening to your you know progression and it's crazy that we just talked about your coming up on your 50th episode so you are inspiring me um, but yeah for those I haven't had the chance to meet my name is Courtney um, I met my husband in 2008 we were married in 2016 um, my first episode with Olivia really talked about kind of our journey to motherhood to parenthood and we had a lot of um, failure and loss we had two miscarriages before we brought Quinn into the world um, through IUI and since um, episode or our first episode together we actually had Brooks he was born um, March 24th of 2020 so he's approaching one Quinn Quinn turned two a few months ago so we have two 15 months apart um we live in upstate new york in the saratoga area and i am a working mom i am in real estate i have a small and growing um real estate business with um, the getting some team at keller williams so 2020 it's been a crazy ride bringing in a new baby now being a family of four but it's been good and I'm excited to get to talk today with all of you guys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Even just listening to you talk, it's so wild to think about the last time you were on, like how much things have changed since then. And I know. like, that's one thing I feel like you, you're always doing all the things like, and that was one <laughs> thing that has always, I've always admired you for, like you always are doing all the things that you want to do while also being a mom, while also going after your dreams. And it's just so inspirational. And one thing Courtney cool. didn't mention, but I'm going to say it anyways, oh. give her a little <laughs> plug. <laughs> Courtney started her own podcast called Dominating yes. Real Estate, and it is awesome. So anybody who is looking to get into the real estate business or thinks they might want to, or is already in the real estate business, you should absolutely go check it out. I'm going to include that in the show notes too. I love you. Well, I honestly got started because you inspired me. So I came into real estate in early 2017. I decided to make a career change in the midst of our um, infertility journey. We weren't getting pregnant at the time. You know, I hadn't gotten pregnant and we would later become pregnant and I would miscarry, but I found that to be kind of a 
um, sign, if you will, that I, you know, could leave, should leave corporate rather, and just do something for myself. So since coming in real estate, I've gotten a lot of questions about, hey, you know, asking about just getting involved in real estate, having their own career in real estate. And thanks to Olivia having me on her podcast, I figured, well, shoot, why not start a new journey in 2020? <laughs> so I just started the Dominating Real Estate podcast in um, January of 2021. So I have Olivia to thank for it. So it's not you. just me. It's not just me. You can still <laughs> you hype yourself up. Me. <laughs> Well, you inspired me, so I so appreciate you. Thank you. I and you inspire me as well, um, and I'm excited to have you back on and have another awesome conversation because it's just it just makes my heart happy. Um, so today we're gonna spend some time talking about how uh, or your journey to conceive B. Well. Nope. Brooks is his name. I don't think we even said that. We have a lot of nicknames for him. Yeah, his name is Brooks, but we call him B or Bubby. So yeah, he uh, he came um, on you know on his own, if you will. Um, so yeah, we had to go through IUI to bring Quinn into the world. Um, we had two miscarriages before. I know we talked about that a lot in um, our first episode together. And very shortly after Quinn was born, um, she was honestly probably weeks old, months old. Um, Jordan and I like, you know, had the conversation of when do we think we want to start continuing continuing our family. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people might think that was like really early, but based on you know our journey with Quinn and it taking almost two and a half years to from the time we had started um, right. to the time she actually was born, we were like. I don't, I don't want to wait because if it, if it takes this long, potentially like it did with Quinn, I knew, you know, my sanity, my heart couldn't handle it. So yeah, we said, we, um, we said we would start trying when Quinn was six months old. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we did, um, our first month we tried on our own and, um, a lot of the emotions and, you know, almost I refer to it as like PTSD, um, I mean, with, Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's valid. I think it's totally valid to say that. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily know like how to categories, if you will, like my emotions when I was going through it with Quinn. Um, but now in hindsight, I feel like I actually re-listened to my episode, um, our episode together um, earlier today, just to like, you know, kind of regroup and think, okay, like, okay, what did we talk about in episode one? Um, and yeah, it brought back a lot of the same emotions, like it would literally was supposed to be like fun and, you know, something exciting that like, you know, when we started for number two, like, we'll just, we already have a baby. Right. So it's, you know, it's not the end of the world if it takes a little while, but um, for some reason, like we tried for like one month and instead of it being fun, it was literally like, it, it was the best way I can describe it is like PTSD. And um, like I said, I didn't know how to like kind of compartmentalize my emotions when I was going through them um, when trying to bring Quinn into the world. But in hindsight, I could figure out how to kind of describe them a little bit better. And I had the conversation with Jordan that like, I mentally, I cannot do this. Like we can't do this on our own. Like Mm -hmm. for me going through fertility treatments actually felt like I was more in control versus when I felt like we were floundering, trying to just get pregnant. And then when we did, it was ending a loss. Um, so I actually decided to, you know, call the fertility specialist after trying for one month, um, to bring in number two in the world. And I had called, I had made my appointment, I ordered my medication, and then we just kind of relaxed that month. And I think I actually just kind of let go of control and the obsession in my head of like having to be pregnant, get pregnant. And um, I ended up finding out that 
we got pregnant with Brooks on her own. So it oh was, my gosh. yeah, the day I told Jordan, he didn't believe me. We, he actually had a friend in town and I, I have, I think I talked about it in episode one, um, that I have abnormal cycles. So I yes. wasn't hundred percent sure if I was late in my period or not, but something like told me like, I, I feel like I'm late. So I decided to take a test in a whim. So he had a friend in town. Um, they had gone out the night before. So like I took like a sporadic test. It was positive. And then he was still sleeping. And I was like, do I wake him up? His friend's in town. I don't think tell him. So I was like, screw it. I'm not good at secrets. So I did. I just like shoved like a pregnancy test in his face. And he thought I was lying. He was still half asleep. Um, and then, yeah, we got pregnant for Brooks. But I did call um, our fertility specialist. They were our first phone call because because I almost didn't trust my body at that point, you know, yeah. with the miscarriages and everything. So I did, I called my fertility specialist. They saw me for um, probably the first trimester just to check on me every week and do blood work. And I did go on similar medication um, that I was on with Quinn. I went on progesterone just to kind of help with my lining because mm-hmm. that was kind of the culprit, if you will, for my miscarriages. Okay. And um, that just kind of gave a peace of mind. So sure enough, um, Quinn became a big sister. Um, and then the world shut down. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Was no. March 24th, 2020, the world shut down. And uh, what better time to bring a new baby in the world when a pandemic happens? You know what, what I mean? Time. So. <laughs> Been a, it's been a crazy year it's been a really good year um but yeah two under two and they are there they keep us on our toes they keep me on my toes um and uh it's been it's been really good it's yeah would a you crazy but it's good. would you mind sharing like a bit about how his how his birth was and yeah. like compared to Quinn if it was or actually I'd like to hear like about your pregnancy like was your pregnancy yeah. similar to Quinn or very different and then we'll go into the birth Perfect. Um, that was probably like my pregnancy with Brooks was a lot of mixed emotions in the sense that when we got pregnant with Quinn, I had um, opened up to a lot of people at that point. And especially after Quinn was born, I didn't necessarily like, announce on social media, like our you know really close friends knew that we were expecting when we were pregnant with Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like if it was someone like distantly like so we didn't announce on social media so after I um, had Quinn I decided okay I'm going to be really open about our journey because I felt strong I felt you know confident that we made it through this infertility and I wanted it to hopefully help someone else so when I when I got pregnant with Brooks and we did it on our own it was a lot of mixed emotions in the sense that I felt a lot of guilt okay because I almost identified myself as this person that what had gone through infertility I identified myself and built a lot of strong relationships with other women that were going through infertility and struggling to get pregnant or having to go through IUI or you know going through IVF like we were part of this group in this community that could lean on each other and we could you know not compare right but we could share stories rather right and we could like you know build this bond and I distinctly remember I still actually have friends that um are still you know, struggling to get pregnant. And I think they're on year five plus. Like I remember telling them that I was pregnant with Quinn and a part of me felt guilty, but a part of me also felt okay to share that I was expecting with Quinn because it didn't come easy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I wanted to be almost inspirational rather that like you can do hard things too. But when it came to having Brooks, it was almost like, oh gosh, I got pregnant, you know, and when Quinn was six, seven months old, 
and now I feel guilty because we didn't have to quote unquote struggle as much you know what right. I mean like I didn't feel like my struggle was big enough and then I almost felt like this guilt like I was almost abandoning these group of women right I that know. I shared such a close bond with so um it was different it was just you know it was definitely different in that sense like there was a sense of guilt or um you know getting pregnant except you know shortly after I had Quinn sounds really silly right but we all talk about like the changes in our bodies and my body wasn't back to my pre-quin you know pre-pregnancy for quin body oh, yeah so then feeling guilty of like oh gosh i wasn't comfortable in my skin at all times then i like constantly felt guilt of like why am i just not happy or proud that i you know that we had or we got pregnant right on our own like why am i so worried about being uncomfortable in my own skin you know mm-hmm. but doing a self-check on her own sanity, you know, those things happen. They Your do. body's changing. It was that, I would say those are probably the biggest differences. Yeah, I, I can totally relate because I remember, I mean, now that we've had Kelsey on the podcast and she shared her story, yep. I remember when I got pregnant and she was still trying to get pregnant and I also had another close friend who was also trying to get pregnant and they were both having a difficult time and I was so afraid to tell them because I just yeah. felt so guilty because yeah. it happened so quickly for me. And I, and yeah. then even too, like, this is not the same because I didn't go through infertility and I didn't struggle with that. But then even when I gave birth, like I had friends who were pregnant around the same time and like my birth was really fast. Like my labor was yeah. really fast. <laughs> and like I had her before people, like other friends whose due dates were before mine, they yeah. had theirs after I had Lula. And yeah. so I was just like, there's like, there's so much, there's so many layers and so many different there things are. of guilt that get thrown at moms. And yeah. I think, I think you're so right too. It's just that like, there are so many different things about like how you feel in your own body. And when you like, I was talking to Megan about this on the podcast the other day, there, when you're like, you're the new, newly postpartum or like still trying to figure out how you're feeling, still trying to, <laughs> feel like strong again or get back into working out and then if you do get pregnant at that time when you aren't don't have like you're not feeling yourself you're pretty, again yeah right you're pretty baby bod yeah <laughs> yeah and it's but I I do I do think a lot of moms feel like that though like and then there's the guilt it was like oh I should feel happy and blah 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 but it's just like allow yourself to feel the feelings you know <laughs> it is it is it's so hard because I was like I um I know one mama who similar situation in the sense that um, her and her husband had their first with the help of IUI Mm -hmm. and then their second was born years later before they had decided to start IUI again same thing it was kind of like a miracle baby and I distinctly remember talking with her like when I was pregnant for Brooks and I was like talking to her like she doesn't know how I was doing it I was telling her that I feel like the sense of of guilt sometimes like when I'm like oh like I just you know don't feel as comfortable my skin or certain things and I'm like I just feel so like selfish to like think these things when how long did I just wish to be pregnant like Courtney like you know like you almost have to talk yourself down a little bit like give yourself a pep talk but it is it's so true like your body's changing all the time and even now you know being, um, you know, post with Quinn and Brooks, right? Like I'm, I'm working on myself, you know, I'm, I'm getting, going back to the gym and now I'm focusing on just trying to be healthier for myself, mm-hmm. for the kids, you know, just all of the things, because I do think when you feel good, you know, it's just, it's better. You can be a better mom. You, you can show up better in work and home life and mamahood. So it is, it's, yeah. it's definitely, um, 
it's definitely something I, like you said, I think a lot of people can relate to, but I would say that was probably the biggest difference between my pregnancy with Brooks and Quinn. Um, and even we just talked about Megan, um, cause we love Megan so much and <laughs> hey, Meg. Megan actually, <laughs> hey, Meg. Megan, um, was pregnant with Thea at the time. Yes, so that's Thea what I was going to say. Yeah, so Thea and Brooks are seven weeks apart. Oh my gosh. Um, I think, if memory stands correct, I think Thea's due date was February 4th, and Brooks's yes. due date was like March 28th or somewhere around there. And I knew I was pregnant with like Brooks, you know, Brooks said shortly after I had missed my period or whatever. And because of my miscarriage history, I wanted to tell Megan was the first person I told actually I think I told you in the car when we were in Connecticut oh my god I was gonna say that I was gonna say that because and that was when yeah and you told me and I just like started crying because I was just like so excited (laughs) I know so technically yes you were the first person I told when I was pregnant with Quinn and then it um, we were all in Connecticut it's Memorial Day weekend and then I told Megan I was pregnant with Quinn so when I got pregnant with Brooks like I wanted her to be like the first person I told, like she was, she is like my heart and soul. Like Megan is truly my soulmate in just female form. And, um, and I was so afraid to tell Megan. So I waited until probably like that 10 ish week mark, because I was so afraid that if I had miscarried again, like that is the last thing I wanted to do to my best friend. Like when she's on cloud nine, like she's expecting her first two. So I did, I like, it was like a hard secret to keep, but like, I just, I, those are the things too. It's like, you know, when you have a, um, infertility and like miscarriage history, you know, like you just, you don't want to ruin it for other people, (laughs) you know? So that was just probably also like a challenge is, you know, now when my pregnancy with Brooks, it was just, I have more friends that are expecting and it was this really great time in life, um, but also just kind of being cautious that I didn't want to be the reason anybody was stressed out. So I did, I, I held off on telling, I think a few more people until closer to that, like 10 week, a little bit safer zone um, versus yeah. I told a few people earlier when I was pregnant with Gwen. Yeah. I don't think, I didn't know you were pregnant like for a with while, Brooks. for a while. <laughs> I don't even remember. It was like one of the times that we all got together and Megan was like, oh yeah, like Courtney's pregnant. And I was like, what? What? And I was like, and I said to her, I was like, can we text her? Like, are we allowed to do that? Can, like, are we supposed to know? <laughs> so cute. But um, I know. Yeah. I don't think same thing. We're going, you know, through the whole infertility and miscarriage, you know, process. I was very like heightenedly sensitive of like how I felt. And then mm-hmm. same thing, like is, you know, if we made an announcement, is that going to upset someone else? So when I did finally post something about expecting Brooks, I think it was probably around like Christmas. So like I was probably six months pregnant by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I tried to make a point that, you know, hopefully it inspires someone that this didn't necessarily come easy, right? Like it's, it's not supposed to give like a heavy weight to anything, right? But at the yeah. same time, like being like, this good things can come. You know what I mean? Like if you can just hold on a little bit longer, um, you know, I, miracles can happen, right? So that he, Brooks, is our little miracle baby that came on his own. Um, yeah, and he's going to be one in a few weeks. So I'm in a little bit of denial. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, based on what you're talking about with, like, 2020, so I would love to hear about, A, his birth, yeah. and then, mm-hmm. like, B, what it's been like being a mom of two under two, and then also 2020, because oh it's probably not what you were expecting at all. 
It's yeah, that's probably my biggest challenge is um, having two under two. I feel like I could have soared through it if we didn't have a pandemic. So first things first, Brooks's birth. I was in sheer panic mode when I realized the world was shutting down leading up to Brooks's birth. So um, he was born at the end of March. I want to say like literally everything started shutting out, like say mid-March, maybe early March. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like March 9th near us. Yeah. And I think like locally, I think it was like March 16th. I think a lot of people have said it was like their last day in the office. So like it was chaotic to say the least. Um, I mentioned I was in real estate. So with that being said, the beauty of real estate is you get to create your own schedule. Mm -hmm. The flip side of it is when you run your own business, you, there's no such thing as a maternity leave. You are literally on your own. Like you need to organize yourself. You need to get your shit together. You need to like get it all taken care of before you have a baby so that you can give yourself peace of mind. And then when um, COVID broke out, I was like so freaked out because you know, I didn't necessarily have like a firm birth plan, if you will, but mm-hmm. I wanted like Quinn to be at the hospital, right? Like I had bought cute t-shirts that said like big sister, big sister and like little brother. Like Aww. I always envisioned getting like that family picture of the four of us in the hospital. And like Jordan and I had talked about it, like wanting to have like that private moment with Quinn, like she we just have family drop her off for a few hours. Like I think they would understand, like just wanting her to like meet her brother in the hospital. Yeah. like. Those are the dreams and visions that I had. And then when it became very clear that that wasn't going to happen, I was just completely freaked out that someone was going to get sick in our family. Like my mom and my sisters, um, two of them are in the Boston area, my two full sisters, and they were gonna come home to watch Quinn when we were at the hospital. And um, my mom as well. And I was like super nervous that one of them was gonna get sick and not be able to watch Quinn or you know, would they be around someone that had COVID? You know what I mean? And then yeah. were they going to bring home to Quinn? And oh my God, like Jordan was going to the gym. Like how sinful that he was going to the gym. But I distinctly remember asking him, can you stop going to the gym? And I, I felt like the worst wife in the world. I felt so controlling. I felt like the B word, but <laughs> I was just so worried <laughs> like that he was going to get sick. And then what the hell was I going to do giving birth I by know. myself? you know, and being in New York state or upstate, but being closer to the city, there was like these crazy things happening that you couldn't even have your partner in the freaking delivery room. And that was, that was like, Mm. I keep saying it, but like sheer panic was literally running through and I was stress eating and I was trying to figure out what my business was going to look like. Was I even going to have a business? And when we went to the hospital for Brooks, I um, opted to be induced again. Um, I opted to be induced with Quinn because her due date was Christmas day. She was, um, they said she looked pretty healthy. They honestly were like, they weren't like, I remember asking to be induced with Quinn. I was like, I just don't want to worry about it. And you could tell like they weren't hundred percent for it. And I just literally kept asking. So when I was pregnant with Brooks, he, he was like, mm, Quinn was eight, eight. And I'm like, Brooks is going to be, he's going to be huge. So again, like, especially with COVID, I was like, can we do this? Can I have like this pre-scheduled? So they um, let me do it. My doctors let me do it. And it was a little bit different this round. Um, Jordan and I had to get like, we had like health questionnaires. We had to get like pre-screened, but we did not have to wear masks. At okay. the end of March in New York state, we were not required to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Some of the nurses did have masks on and, um, it was just other than like 
no one being able to come visit us, that part was different. And um, even like we checked in, we had like a bunch of stuff, right? Like you go to the hospital and you bring, you bring your whole life with you yeah. <laughs> there for a few days. And um, they told Jordan that he wasn't allowed to go to his car. Like once we walked in the building, you're not allowed to go to your car. And he was like, but can I still get like, you know, my, um, I can't even think of what, you know, like were you breastfeed on? You like know, like the, the moon shape. Yes, thank you. And Jordan's like, can I like go get like these few things? And they're like, no. So like before we officially checked in, like he had to go back to the car <laughs> and then like grab all these things. And it was just, that was the, that was the different part. And um, I would say, you know, like having more than one kid or birth, like we, we in a perfect world should compare, right? Like our kids are going to be different, like different experiences, like don't compare like one to the other, but the biggest difference that um, just was just was so different was that with Brooks, nobody could come visit us where with Quinn, it was like the world stopped, but in a good way, in the sense that like we had friends, we had family, like everyone was coming to visit us. Like I was like, welcoming everyone you know what I mean like I was just wanted to show off my beautiful baby and with with Brooks nobody could come visit us and in fact no one held Brooks until other than Jordan I no one held Brooks until he was two months old it was the day before his two-month birthday and it was my mom and um she came over because Jordan and I were just so overdue just to get fresh air and like go on like a date day and we just grabbed lunch yeah um but uh, yeah, it was too, and that's the part that I almost feel like, I feel sad as his mom and people yeah. will say like, oh, they won't remember it, which is true, right? That is true. They will not remember it. But as his mom, I want to, I want to give him everything. I want to give him the world. And I know how great and magical and just how amazing Quinn's first year of birth was and Brooks was too, but it was very different, yeah. you know, and, and I, and I give credit to all the moms you know, and, part, and their partners that have gone through labor in the last, you know, 12 months because mm-hmm. that's looked a lot different. Um, but then definitely being able to kind of compare, right? Like a birth pre-COVID and a birth literally in the middle of a pandemic and then just raising, you know, your second, you know, yeah. having only so much help and support and simple things like going to the grocery store or, you know, just doing normal life things, those are not really existing. I think we're on the uptick, like we talked about. I think yeah. we're heading in the right direction. Um, but for a while, you know, when it was sheer chaos around us, right, like numbers were being flown at you and deaths were being flown at you. And when it came to real estate business, that was keeping up to date of like, what's changing? How do I update my clients? Like, yeah. you know, what's changing the real estate world? So like trying to keep up with everything, it was... Um, it was different. It, there was definitely a lot of big moments where uh, it felt really overwhelming. Yes, uh, absolutely. But it, I am. I'm definitely grateful that spring is almost here, and <laughs> I'm at least seeing you over Zoom because it's been over a year since I've seen your face in person. I know. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely different for sure. And I, I do. It's just it is. It's hard, and I'm looking forward to hopefully Brooks having a more normal life in his, you know first year yeah yeah Yeah. and I know I know what you mean and I I remember like last year when all this was happening and like literally because of being a mom but also like being a doula and knowing the importance of like having that support I remember seeing 
all of these like policies and things that were changing in hospitals from state to state and like not having doulas be allowed, not having your partner be allowed. And I was like signing all these petitions left and right because I was like, <laughs> ridiculous. I was fuming because I was like, oh my God, yeah. I was like, mothers need this. And then also I too, I was worried about like what it was going to be like if mothers didn't have the support they needed. And then right. also like support they needed during birth and then also the support that you need after during postpartum. Right. Like, I've been so worried about that. And now here we are a year later, but it's just like, and then you think about your kids who you do have. And like you said, like Quinn got to do all of these things and see all yeah. these people. And granted I had Lula, Lula was almost not almost a year, but she was uh, eight months, I think at the yep. time. And so even then I was just like, she's missing out. Like my yeah. parents are and like our family are missing out on seeing right. some of the like most fun times, like where they're learning new words and doing all these things. And it's just like, as moms, we just have to keep trucking and like <laughs> make it work. But, um, but yeah, we want to give them the world. And how was Tallulah's first birthday? Because her birthday was in the first year. So like, same thing as parents, like that selfishly is a huge win for a parent. You know what I mean, like yeah. I survived parenthood of one full year. Yeah. And you know, Quinn was able to have her first birthday because it was December and then COVID hit, you know, three-ish plus right. months later. But, you know, here we're with Brooks's birthday and we're not having, you know, the birthday party that I envisioned. Yep. One second birthday party was separated between family one day and then another side of the family the next day in the holidays. So how was Tallulah's first birthday? Yeah, so I was I was thinking of that too because I remember talking to people and I was like, it's just like not going to happen. I was like, we're just going to have a really big second birthday because <laughs> it was literally, it was just... It was just my parents and and Justin's parents, and yep. that was it. And we like we were all outside, and like that was it. And so like obviously that was like very different than what I had envisioned because I wanted to have like all of our friends, all of our family, and so it's just like I'm really hoping that this year we can do that. But um, here's to year two. You know what I mean? Here's like, to the second year. Like I said, I'm sure someday they're gonna be like. 10 and 15 and 20 we're like oh look how great you know like we survived like we literally are all like it just we were basically in survival mode but um yeah you know like when you're in the middle of it and that's what I kept like I just kept like think telling myself like holy smokes like just thinking about the time Brooks came in the world and all these things and then just like after he was brought home and just like oh my god someday like fast forward he's gonna be a grandfather and yeah. his grandkids are gonna be like oh my god grandpa was born in the middle of a pandemic you know what I mean? like put things in perspective but it's like oh my god like what a weird crazy year like so that's probably been the challenging part or we've talked about the girls like Tulula and Quinn mm-hmm. before we officially got started and like talking about how much they've grown but like from a social aspect Quinn is just really growing into her personality and you know I wish and can't wait for her to see more friends and get together with other like little kids because the socialization aspect and like just you know playing right like that's part of their growth and that's what I'm excited for in 2021 same absolutely I can totally relate to that um but so life with two under two yeah. was like a whirlwind and then yeah. it's the middle of 2020 and now we're into 2021 so I think one thing that I would really love to hear about because I think that it's important to talk about because a lot of not a lot of but like many people that I talk about when it comes to like work-life balance and being a mom whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you're a working mom or just like 
being a mom is not easy in general. And so I feel like not to, not to sound like crazy, but you always make it look so easy. Like I know it's, oh I know it's not like, I definitely know behind the scenes, there's definitely stuff that oh you God, deal with, you. but you really do. Like you are like crushing real estate. You have two babies and now you have a podcast and it's just like, I would love to hear how like you make it all work or just like bits and pieces of it. I need you more in my life because you literally, literally, I always like joke with Megan, like Megan and I used to cheer together like when we were in high school and I'm like, Megan literally is my cheerleader for life. And now I just need more Olivia in my life too. Instead of texting, you just be like your hype man, like, hey, you're awesome. Love you. Heck yes. Um, It's so true. I don't, I don't know. And like, it's, it's funny to me, like to hear, like you say that in the sense that because I honestly feel like I could be doing more. Oh like gosh. I, I literally, like that is probably like we talked about like you know before the podcast right like what are things you want to talk about and my biggest thing is like that work life balance and I fully admit I'm not the best at it like I am learning how to be better at it I'm learning how to set boundaries I typically turn my phone off at a certain time at night just so I can like focus on the kids or when we're getting ready for bedtime we have like a bedtime routine and you know I Jordan and I have talked about like you know trying to put our phones down right because um Quinn is obsessed with our phones and like yeah. taking pictures because I'm that mom that likes to take pictures on her phone right but as much as I love how smart and brilliant she is that she can find things on my phone I'm also like I I don't want her to like be that advanced like I want her to be a two-year-old right mm-hmm. so turning my phone off or at least setting it aside um at night at a certain time or even during the day um when I feel like you know I've gotten my to-do list when it comes to work done or a bulk of it done like I try to give myself grace and put it down um but I I definitely recognize and I feel like it's the first step but I recognize (laughs) that I'm not that great with work-life balance I'm not like I I I don't I could be a lot better with it and I feel like that's the part of me that I want to like be a better mom. I, I want to focus more on the kids. So I work full-time from home. Um, Jordan works full-time from home and we've always done that even pre-COVID yes. just the line of our work. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to go in real estate. Um, I mentioned that, you know, I took it as a sign that we weren't getting pregnant to jump ship from my corporate job, do something for myself because I envisioned this bigger life of, you know, being in control and being in charge of what I wanted. And, good, bad, ugly. I wanted control of all of it. I, I didn't want it to be, I didn't want to be dependent on a job or something else. Right. So I wanted to take control. And I envisioned this life before having kids. I envisioned this life of, you know, Jordan and I both, you know, being a two income household, but really just kind of being in our own terms. So right. even before COVID, you know, we had talked about like, we chose to keep Quinn home with us. And yes. when she, before I think I got pregnant with Brooks, we talked about the benefits of, you know, daycare and maybe, you know, all the things that you learn, right? If we opted to go that direction, I looked a little bit and I thought, okay, maybe something part-time to give us time to work and have that quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then we got pregnant with Brooks and then COVID broke out and then the weird world was weird. And, you know, it is, it's definitely, um, a balancing act is how I'll put it. Yes. Working from home full time and having your kids home full time. Um, and I think it goes back to, I still have these expectations for myself of, um, you know, like 
really great service when it comes to my line of work and being all the things for everyone. And I fully recognize that I do rely a lot on Jordan. Um, he also has a very flexible job, which he's very grateful for. I'm selfishly very grateful for. And that is something that, yeah, I, we have to have a lot of communication, um, yeah. him and I, because sometimes like he has a call and sometimes I have a meeting and, um, I don't know if you can see it cause we're zooming, but actually behind me, I, I just, literally in the last, I actually just put up a calendar in like the last couple of weeks. And it actually has been a game changer because Jordan and I, he doesn't have an iPhone. So like, we don't necessarily share calendars, which we probably should. I've heard some families do that. And it's just, it's put us on like a similar page of, okay, Hey, I have a meeting. So Jordan knows like if we don't have childcare that day, mm-hmm. cause we have some part-time childcare. If we don't have childcare that day, like he knows that, okay, Hey, I'm going to, you know, be there for the kids and then we'll flip flop. Like when I'm, my meeting's done, like, okay, then I'm going to be there. Gotcha. So I do give a lot of credit to all of the parents that are, you know, work that have chosen to work and are doing it, you know, remote and also have their kids at home, whether they're also virtual learning or doing all the mm-hmm. things because it's, it's challenging. It's, yep. it is, it's your kids. The one thing I've learned is, um, Quinn and Brooks get older is that, you know, their brains are constantly growing, right? Their brains are growing. They, you know, are learning and picking up on so many things. So Quinn will, like I said, she loves to grab my cell phone. She loves to grab Jordan's cell phone. She loves to grab our laptop. And sometimes it's cute. And sometimes I also like feel sad that she loves from the things because she's doing it because she sees she sees me on my laptop, right? right. She sees Jordan on his laptop. She sees me like, you know, and even something simple as like social media is part of my line of work. Mm-hmm. But sometimes to a two-year-old, like they don't they don't know what you're doing. They just know that mom's not paying attention. I know. And that's where that's where my mom guilt comes in. So I know. So that is um, something I'm definitely very conscious of. I wrote down my 2021 goals and it's it's um, it's focusing more on family. And with that being said, I'm embracing leveraging more and I'm in the process of growing my team. And it's in my big motivation, honestly, is family for that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to miss these moments with the kids. And as the days that it feels most challenging, my sanity is tested because I'm trying to take a phone call and my kid's screaming in the background and she just wants her mom or Brooks is like teething and he's not having a great day. Um, You know, those are the realities of being a parent. And my biggest motivation is, is my family. It is trying to do better, be better and be successful so that someday, you know, we truly can have it all. You know what I mean? I'm grateful for what we have, but I do. I just, I, I want the kids to have, a really good life so they are my motivation to doing the podcast because I want to help other people and hopefully I can inspire them and they are my motivation for you know wanting to grow and work really hard with a business because I want to provide them and give them the world you know I, I just know. I just love their little faces even when <laughs> you know even they're a little crazy you know what I, mean? I know yeah I know I can totally relate to that and it's just like Lula, like I do, I work from home and do stuff from home too. And it's just like sometimes, like you said, like she'll see me on my laptop and yeah. she'll just want to come over and play. And like, yeah. it, like when the laptop is off, she'll sit and she'll go working and she'll like type oh. on, she'll type on the, um, on the keyboard. And so it's like, it's hard because when you are actually working, like she can't do that. And then you feel bad. And then also when you are on your phone, it's like you, it's, I definitely could be better about like being off of my phone. I definitely have gotten better about it, but I still feel like I could get to 
Agreed. an even better point because I don't want her to like see that we're like addicted to our phones and spend all the time on our phones. But one thing that I was talking about with another podcast guest a few weeks ago was she was talking about how like when we were growing up, if you had a stay at home mom or if you had a working mom, when they were at home with you, like, do you remember your mom being on the phone with people for like hours on end yeah. before like yeah, cell phones and like yeah. social media? Like, I remember that whether yeah, they were talking to like your aunt or your neighbor or whatever. And yeah. she was, and she was saying she's house like, phone, yeah, <laughs> and had a cord. Exactly. <laughs> house phone in the kitchen. But she was saying she was like, like I don't, I don't look back at those memories and think my mom think of my mom like wasn't paying attention or wasn't being a good mom or wasn't being present and that's so true and so like if you can kind of like shift your mindset a little bit to be like okay I am being mindful of the time that I'm spending on my phone or time I'm spending on my laptop but also like know that you are doing this for your children you are doing it for them because you love them so much because you want to be able to spend more time with them because you want to create that life that you've always envisioned for them. And so, mm-hmm. like you said, I think it's like, it's a balancing act. It's a balancing yeah. act of figuring out how to make that work for you, how to make that work for your partner. And then in turn, how to make it work as a family. And mm-hmm. so I love the perspectives that you share because I think in general, as moms, we always want to do everything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we want to take everything on, even when we could definitely use help or we could like we need the help and we're just yeah. saying no because we're like no we can do it i'm fine um, i got it it's okay and then you're like okay just kidding i would definitely yeah no i i agree i think i, w- I want them to grow up and and hopefully look back and be like my i'm proud of my mom you know what i mean yeah. like i like that's i i want that i am a people pleaser for sure um it's something i need to let go of it's something i've definitely let go of more i think after i had quinn and even more so after having brooks i think i've cared a lot less of making others happy when your family they're your number one prior, priority rather right. so i think i definitely have grown up and i definitely have some growing to do in the sense that you know stop worrying about you know making everyone else happy yes. but i want to, i want to make i want the kids to be proud you know what i mean i want them to be proud of their mom i want them to be proud of their dad i want them to like be like oh my gosh my my mom works really hard my dad works really hard and i want them to see what hard work can hopefully get you you know yes. what i mean like working hard and that is the beauty of you know the scary part of maybe having your own business and not you know having a lot of you know things like a, a salary and certain things when you're in real estate or a Jordan's in insurance, but right. I want them to know that it's okay to take risks and it's okay sometimes if you fail, yes. but I want to lead by example. And, you know, we talked about like, you know, getting healthy and like your mindset and physically, and I have started going back, you know, to the gym in the last, you know, four or five months. And same thing, I want the kids to, you know, not just hear me talk about, Hey, you need to take care of yourself or you need to do all these things. Like I want them to see me lead by example, you know, and I, I know every day is not going to be perfect. And I definitely have short temper sometimes. And I definitely, you know, can feel a little crazy, but I, I always try to step back and put it in perspective and listening to our first episode together again, kind of brought me back to kind of really anchoring yourself. And that's something Megan and Trevor would say, right? Anchor fitness, Mm -hmm. anchoring yourself, but it's just kind of like looking back and putting things in perspective that not every moment's going to be perfect of parenthood and motherhood it's going to be messy it's going to be ugly there's going to be tears and teething which we're going through now in our household um and it's hard but when you know when you can step back and like be really grateful and proud of 
the life that you've built and the kids that you're getting the opportunity to watch grow and flourish. I mean, yeah. there's nothing better in the world. Yeah, and it, it's so true. And I, I think it's it's difficult because I mean, there's just the mom, there's just the mom guilt in general, and oh, then we yeah, also. There's mom guilt in general, and then we also we want to lead by example because mm-hmm. we know that these first, I I think it's honestly like I mean I think the way that we are around our children and the way that we behave and what we say and what we think what we do impacts them for their entire lives, but it's especially yeah. important in their early childhood years, and okay. so I think we we like take that on even more so because we know we want them to be seeing us doing these things and be those role models for them, yeah. and it's a lot, and I think that. At times, we just need to give ourselves grace and we need to remember mm-hmm. this is a season of life. And yeah. and I think, too, one thing I've been feeling like so, so much deep lately, like so deeply, is just that time is fleeting. Like time is so oh, fleeting. So true. And like I had my friend over here recently and she just had her third baby. She had, oh. had her baby boy over here and I was holding him and he's just this teeny little nugget and I was just looking at Lula and I was like oh my god he's a teenager teenager (laughs) just like seeing my baby who's like not a baby anymore like looking at like a new baby and it was just like ugh. and it's and so we're not perfect nothing's ever gonna be perfect motherhood the way that I always describe it is just it's a beautiful mess and that is literally the note I took like a beautiful chaos is how I described like two so I love it beautiful mess it's so true it's so true yeah and I think that giving ourselves grace and remembering that like we're not perfect but we are being mindful of the way that the things that we are doing and where we could we feel we could do better and Mm -hmm. we're just as long as we're trying you know like that's what matters trying for ourselves trying for our kids because like you said at the end of the day like what matters most is your family and making things work for your family and your family's happiness and and your family's health so yeah I think being conscious of it like I recognize you know certain things like I can do better be better but I do I think I said the goal is like saying I think in their early years that's when they develop their habits that's when they like you know their brain is absorbing so much like simple things like Quinn will literally like if we're cleaning something all of a sudden you like look over and Quinn is like mirroring what you're doing you mean like they are so intelligent like they are literally sponges they are picking up on everything and they they see it you know like I do I think their first couple years you know except they're always gonna be watching after their whole entire life right but the first so many years they're so important and I do think that the days I feel like okay like hey this was a challenging day but okay, can I do anything different? You know what I mean? Like, okay, was it just a challenging moment because Brooks is teething or Quinn just needs, you know, a little extra attention because, you know, I had to work a little bit more today. Right. But I think just being conscious of it and, you know, that's that's what I want to be mindful of. And same thing, like I said, you know, I want to hopefully lead by example. I know I won't be perfect or the perfect mom, but I want, I want them to realize that it's okay to try and to do things and to realize, like, Hey, let's try something different. So yeah, just love them. Just I just love them. them. Just love the babies. <laughs> I can't wait until we can all be together and they can just run around together. I, that's what I'm just so excited to see. Like when um, when we saw little Tulula over Zoom for Thea's birthday party, like I just could not get over how grown up she is. She's and an adult. like it's just like a picture that you posted recently, like. Who is this little teenager? Like, who is this teenager? And what did you do with little Tula? Because last yeah. time I saw you, you were like a little baby in a little car seat and I know. you weren't walking yet. And now you're just like flourishing. 
Yeah, we were sitting and we were on the Zoom call for Thea's birthday. And I was like, I was like, Lula, that's Brooks and that's Quinn. I was like, you've met Quinn, but you haven't met Brooks yet. And then she's like, she's like, Brooks? I can't believe how big Quinn is I just I can't wait for us to all be together and then like Quinn and I mean well Thea's walking now too so like Quinn and Lula and Thea can all just run around and I'm, it'll be so nice to be together and then also too we have baby Maya and Brooks oh and like we have I can't wait all the babies. All I know. The babies. There's so many. There's been so many babies since we literally saw each other last. I know. Like so many grown-ups and like so many babies. Yeah. It's just. It's gonna be great. It's yeah. gonna be a really good reunion. Probably full of tears. A lot I was of gonna hugs. say. You know, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be well needed, and I'm just yeah. 2021. It's gotta get better, right? It can't get any worse. Yes. Is what I keep saying. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed for sure. But as we are getting close to the end of this episode, I just wanted to see if there were any final words that you wanted to leave people with or any pieces of advice that you have in general or advice that you have after this year being a mom of two under two and working full-time any of the any of the Uh, above I would probably say drop your expectations or set new expectations like when we were talking a little bit about work and I have these expectations for myself that I can get things done in the short period of time as if I could do them before becoming a mom, you know, and I need to like reset new expectations for myself and not try to do everything in like zero time, right? Because life can happen. My kids need me, something else might come up and realizing that it's okay. You know, as long as I set new boundaries and new expectations, like as long as I'm meeting my new expectations, my clients aren't going to care, right? So meeting and expecting uh, or setting new expectations, I think would probably be like one of the biggest ones. And thanks to COVID, I would say learn how to go with the flow. Um, yes. I, I, when I, when we first had Quinn, I wouldn't describe myself as someone that was like super rigid. We had a routine, you know, we had our thing going on. And I think even now, so being a mom of two, I think even more so like you just have to like learn how to go with the flow because the likelihood that someone is not in a great mood today when talking about your kids, like is probably high, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> probably not gonna make, one of them is probably not going to be happy, you know, at all points, um, especially because we're going through teething and like they also have been stuck inside for most of the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I think letting go of, you know, feeling like you have to have everything perfect and learning how to go with the flow. And even more like we were talking about with that work-life balance, I think setting boundaries, learning how to set boundaries. I mean, like maybe putting your phone down and checking in with yourself. I would say that's probably my biggest learning, even as a mom of one, now as a mom of two, is just when things seem to feel challenging, like stepping back and being like, okay, is this just a challenging moment because it was just, we all have bad days? Or is this like a reoccurring thing? And is this an opportunity for us to do something different? You know, we had childcare starting like in the fall and um she is a college student that goes to a local college and like she's been a game changer she's literally part of her family and that came about because we realized Quinn needs the attention Brooks deserves that one-on-one attention right like Mm -hmm. they deserve undivided attention and not two parents that are literally trying to answer their emails and answer like phone calls and you know trying to do all the things when it comes to work like they deserve their babies you know they deserve that so I think Checking in with yourself and realizing, okay, is this a reoccurring something or other, right? That it's an opportunity. Can I, like, do I need to set more boundaries? Do I need to set better expectations? Do we need help? You know, and I think being okay with saying, like, hey, 
it takes a village to raise your kids and I get it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, like I get it. Like having that time for yourself, whether it's during nap time, whether it's during, you know, after the kids go down to sleep, you know, checking in with your partner. Like I just, that communication and just checking with yourself because if you feel good as an individual, because you're taking care of your health mentally, physically, you know, doing all the things like you will, like we talked about earlier, you will be able to show up better, like as a mom, like Mm -hmm. as a partner, as you know, if you choose to work, like it's just, that's one thing I'm constantly learning and trying to grow and be better at is it sometimes it feels selfish, but at the same time, I feel like it's very needed because Mm -hmm. if I take care of myself, Quinn and Brooks will be happy, right? Like doesn't mean I'm going to go away for a week and say sayonara, but I mean, if I can take a few minutes to myself, you know, like, or just breathe after the kids are down for sleep. Like, I think you, we just need to do that. Right. So I would say, be true to yourself, be honest to yourself. And remember that, you know, as moms, like you change for the better, right. But you, you change as a person, you learn, you grow and realizing that you are still that person, that person hasn't gone away. Right. They've just they've changed, they've become better, they've grown Mm -hmm. and just checking in with yourself. I think that's really, really big. And if you need help, that's okay. Make sure you're communicating with your partner, communicating with your family, communicating with your friends, especially if they're parents, they get it. They totally get it. And I'm sure they will be glad to say, Hey, what do you need? And I think that's probably the biggest thing. Lean on your friends, lean on your mama friends. I love that so much. I love that so, so much. And I think like what you said, it's so important to remember that we, I feel like we oftentimes set these very unrealistic expectations. And I've talked about this in regards to like societal expectations, but we have these crazy expectations for ourselves and for our children. And a lot of the time, part of doing like the internal work as a mom is like when you're realizing things are coming up for you, it's like, where do these expectations come from? A lot of them are very unrealistic and just do not make sense for, and every family is different, obviously, but like, if it doesn't make sense for you, it's not working for your family, then change that expectation. Like you said, go with the flow or change it and make it more realistic to make it work for your family. But yeah, I think like what you said I also said this on the podcast that I was talking with um, another mama friend who works from home with her two children. We were talking about like what you said, you were a person before you were a mother and that person still matters. And so making sure that you are still doing things that fill your cup up or doing things that like you just really want to do, you really need to do so you can show up better for yourself and for your family and for your kids. And then again, we're thinking back to, we feel guilty for taking time to ourselves because we just want to give all of our time to our children, but we have to give ourselves that time. Like we have to do that. Yeah. For our mental sanity. <laughs> it's so true. Especially instead of having a tough, like, 12 months. You know what I mean? Like, I think just getting a change of scenery, you know, like, whether it's going for a walk or going to the gym or just doing something for yourself. And I, I saw recently, like, I don't know if it was a quote. I don't know what you call it, right? But it was on social media. And it was basically, like, a mom taking a shower isn't a break. It's literally, yes. like, hygiene, right? Or a mom if they choose to work, be a working mom, if mom going to work isn't like quiet time, that is her working, right? You still need that, like that literally your you time. And I feel like for me, I was like, holy smokes, like that is so accurate because sometimes I feel like, well, I just, I just got an office in the last couple months. Like I rent a space now. And I was like, well, I just was at the office for how many hours? Like, why am I feeling anxious? Why am I stressed <laughs> out? And I'm like, because you were working. Like I wasn't going to get my nails done. You know, right. 
you need like that still I think that time that you do your partner does and I think yeah like checking yourself checking in like on your support system because chances are that at some point you're probably going to need to lean on each other and lean on each other strong because trying to balance it all and being a really great mom or a parent it's just it's you, hard you, just, you gotta find that but yeah it yes, is you, I actually you gotta find the balance I, rem- I meant to say this earlier in the episode, but I, I saw this meme that on Facebook today and it was literally, it's like a cycle that a mom uh-huh. shared. So it's like spending more time on your kids, that stuff at your house is neglected. Spending more time on <laughs> meals and cleaning, your business gets neglected. Yeah. Spending more time on business, sleep gets ne- ne- neglected. And it's just like a constant like cycling. cycle. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why like I, that's why I was asking about like work, work life balance and granted it's going to be different for everybody, but you sharing your experience can open up a conversation for someone else who's mm-hmm. listening to this episode or like open up better communication between them and their partner or them and their family or them and their friends. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for you coming back on the podcast and for sharing your experience and for just being so open and honest. And I just love it so much. So thank you. Uh, I love you. I love our talks. I just, I, know. I, I need more of you in my life. It's a 2021. We're getting together. We're hugging it out. We're having the kids play together. <laughs> <laughs> and we might have like a dance party and maybe a few tears. Like I don't yes. know, but it's happening. <laughs> yeah, all of that is happening. All the things are happening. I literally, I just think of it. I don't know who shared it, but I remember it was like okay, twenty twenty one, and it was like the a picture of Oprah when she's talking to the audience, like you get a hug, you get a hug. You get, and I was like, that is literally my life. <laughs> like that, literally. Like I'm a, such a hugger, and like same. that is such like a huge change. And like just human touch, right? And it's like romantic, but like just human touch in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like seeing someone's face. And I love that. Um, like you're talking about before hopping on, like today's episode, us talking is over Zoom. So I can at least see your face. Mm-hmm. The last episode, we did it over the phone. But the beauty of Zoom right now is at least like you can feel like you have a little bit of human interaction versus just like a voice to voice. Yeah. And like that's the beauty of technology, right? It's just. But it is, it's just, it's not the same as necessarily like an in-person touch interaction, like just all the things. So 2021, we're coming for you. Let's do Watch this. Out. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. Thank and you. I'm going to give you another little plug. If oh you God, guys you. have not checked it out yet, go check out Dominating Real Estate. It is hosted by Courtney. It is amazing. Um, and I listen to it and I'm not in the real estate field but I still love listening to it it's very motivating very inspiring um but yeah if you guys enjoyed this episode if you felt like it aligned with you at all or you feel like someone you know would benefit from it please share it with anybody and everybody whether it's on social media or on sending it an email any of those things and if you have any questions for myself or Courtney please feel free to reach out um can Courtney can you tell everybody where they can find you Sure. Um, on social media, my Instagram handle is Courtney underscore H underscore gettings. And my best email address, if you ever need anything, um, probably my work email, just because I check the most frequent. It's my first initial C, last name gettings at kw.com. So thank you so much, Olivia. I'm so glad we could talk, and I uh, hope to see your face very soon. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm going to include all of Courtney's information in the show notes and a link to the podcast. But thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye, guys.